would you pause with me in prayer? Oh, Lord, open my lips and my, may my mouth declare your praise. Through Christ, amen. I read a Peanuts cartoon that showed Peppermint Patty talking to Charlie Brown. And she said, guess what, Chuck? It was the first day of school, and I got sent to the principal's office. And it was your fault, Chuck. My fault? How could it be my fault, Peppermint Patty? Why do you say everything is my fault? And she said, you're my friend, aren't you, Chuck? Well, yes. Well, you should have been a better influence on me. Do you wonder what Charlie Brown might have been thinking at that moment? When did I let Peppermint Patty down? What could I have done different? How could I have been a better influence on her? Or he might think, I didn't know she was watching me that closely. Sometimes I don't realize people are watching me that closely. Sometimes we don't realize people are watching us that closely. If you stop for think about it for a minute, if people are watching us, wherever we are, doesn't it mean that each of us has a platform? Whether it's a small group, small circle, or large, this says each of us has a platform. How can you and I leverage our platforms to do good, more good for Jesus in a time in history when people are around us are more and more skeptical of Christianity and our churches? Thinking about that, I want to talk about our influence today, how we can be influencers for Jesus you study the word influence, you know that it comes from a, a, a Latin root, meaning to flow in. Influence means that a, there's a, a power of a person or a thing to affect others. The word influenza comes from the same root. Something that is contagious that affects others. And we would say as Christians that we want our faith to be contagious, and that can come as we seek to be influencers for Jesus. And I'm convinced that we can be influencers for Jesus without being self-righteous and so judgmental, like the scribes and the Pharisees that continuously persecuted Jesus, and eventually, along with the Romans, crucified him. So today as we think about this and reflect on Jesus' words to the disciples in the Sermon on the Mount, we were, met, we were reminded that Jesus would season his words with everyday images and stories that people who were listening could understand, his disciples in this case could understand. For example, to farmers, he talked about sowing seeds and harvest. To fishermen, he talked about casting nets and stormy seas. To entrepreneurs, he talked about margins and maximizing investments, return on investment. To those who prepared meals, Jesus talked about yeast 
and baking bread and distributing it, giving it to others. So if you follow in Matthew, uh, the, the Beatitudes are the first part of chapter 5, which as Philip read last Sunday in worship together, where Jesus really uh, uh, taught the fundamental pillars of the kingdom of God. And then continuing in the chapter, he went right to the theme of influence. These disciples, his immediate audience, were to be his witnesses. And what better images could Jesus use than simple images they would understand of salt, light, and a city on a hill? I invite you to listen for these three as I read our passage this morning. Matthew 5, starting at verse 13. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. In verse 17, Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, will not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, And the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. In each of these, their imperatives, the pronoun you is plural. You, disciples. All of you, church, you, all of you, collectively. So Jesus says, you, all of you, are the salt of the earth. And salt is singular. You, plural, collectively, you are the salt. And they would have made an immediate connection with that. They had a very good understanding of the importance of salt in their culture and in their everyday lives, in their health, in their economy. It was often mined from other countries and brought in slabs on camel's backs through the route there right through Palestine. It was very costly to produce in that way and to put to market, very valuable. Some salt was was, um, uh, taken out of the Dead Sea And then the water would evaporate and you would be left with a pile of salt. Often it was reddish or brownish in color because of the impurities that were also there and other minerals and so forth. 
salt was necessary for life. You couldn't survive without it. It was a staple for Roman soldiers. And they discovered that if they fed soldiers food that was seasoned with salt, that they were, um, they were more thirsty and they drank more liquid and they were better hydrated and er- therefore uh, were able to endure more, march harder and so forth. So uh, eventually, salt was included in their compensation. Roman soldiers were paid in salt. And uh, Latin, the word, the root word is sal. Now, it's the same root of salarium, which is where we get the word salary. So even to this day, when you talk about your salary at work, it goes way back to the root of salt used as compensation. The Romans would also sprinkle their leafy greens with salt. And that's where we get the word salad. So it, it's just neat to, to see how everyday things have a little bit of history. The disciples would have known that salt changes what it touches. We cannot unsalt the meat once it's salted. It was used as a preservative for meat and still is in often uh, today, and when you would season meat in particular, it would draw the natural flavor out and enhance it, uh, so it would improve what it touches. So Jesus is planting this thought in the disciples of the importance of salt, and when he said, you are to be the salt of the earth, then we're starting to see the connection to influence. Salt also was used in Judaism to symbolize the covenant between people and God. At the Shabbat meal, the Sabbath meal, the Jewish people would dip their bread in salt or they would prepare it with salt. And then they would pass it around so everybody at the table touched it and uh, uh, after the blessing was said. And this symbolized the preservation of the covenant between them and God. So it was something powerful that that salt symbolized. But what about salt losing its saltiness? Jesus, he said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? And I think he's implying that it can't. Oftentimes, if salt was not used and put in a storage place, eventually it would break down chemically And it wouldn't be as potent. It wouldn't be useful. And uh, the the particular salt that many um, people of lower income earning was the salt taken from the Dead Sea. And it would decompose because of the impurities in it. It would break down much more quickly. And so whether it was valuable or, or less, Eventually, it was put in a pile and it would be spread over the road, kind of like gravel that we would spread out on the sidewalk or on a roadway here. And it was, it was just another way to have a, a better road surface. So this is the image Jesus is giving to the disciples. Basically, he's saying if it's not used like it's intended, it will lose its purpose. And uh, Jesus is saying, I want you to be the salt of the earth. I want you to have influence. I want you to have impact. And I'm going to help you to fulfill your unique purpose. 
And then he uses the image of light in verses 14 and 15. You, again, plural, collectively, are the light, singular. You, together, doing my work, will shine and be my light for the world to see. And Jesus said, thinking about this, a city on the hill can't be hidden, can it? They think of Zion as Philip, the the song we just sang a little earlier, we're marching to Zion. Jerusalem, Zion, the holy city, they would have thought right away of Jerusalem. And there's no way that that city of God could be ever hidden. And then Jesus is saying, you you wouldn't put your lamp uh, uh, under a bowl. It's to be put on a stand so that it gives light to everyone in the house. Light is meant to be seen. It shines. It guides. It warns. And in the average home of Palestine, it would have been one room at night. Everybody would sleep on the floor and maybe one window. And on one of the walls would have been a little ledge uh, built out of stone. And they would put their lamp there. And it would give light to the entire room. Just one little lamp, oil lamp with a wick that would continually burn. And I remember in our staff meeting this past week, as we reflected on this passage, uh, Pastor Philip had said that in complete darkness, a single candlelight can be visible for, I think, 1.6 miles away, which is pretty amazing of the power that one small light has to illuminate a room or an area. So Jesus is, is saying You are the salt of the earth. It's powerful, and it has influence to change things. Something small at work to make big change. You are the light of the world. Something small can light up one room or make a change in one area. And then uh, Jesus says, "In, in all of this, let your light shine before others that they may See your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's really what it's all about. That others may see our good works, not that we get all the credit or that we want the attention, but that they see our good works in Jesus' name and that God gets the glory. They see our good works and and God gets the glory. Have you ever thought about in, in this passage, who is they? that they will see your good works? I don't know that I've paid much attention to that, but it jumped out at me this week. Who is they? I would submit they are wherever we are. They are wherever we are. Like Peppermint Patty watched Polly Brown, they are watching us. They are perhaps following us. The community is watching us. What are those people at Huguenot Baptist Church, Huguenot Road Baptist Church like? They are watching us. How will we influence them? The disciples had a choice as to how they would respond to this, and so do we. The 
disciples could have thought that it was really all about them and um, would take that to mean that they were to get the credit, that they would um, have a better reputation and so forth. As salt of the earth, the disciples could have thought of themselves as above the salt kind of people. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, which is a very valuable commodity. It's very expensive and costly. Perhaps they could have said, hmm, Jesus is saying I'm above the salt. And if you know what that means, there are uh, certain places at the dinner table that were above the salt. And that was for the people of wealth and nobility and rank. And everybody else below the salt, well, they couldn't have the salt because it was too expensive to share. So only a certain group of people would be above the salt. So the disciples could have thought, hmm, Jesus is saying we're above the salt. Kind of like the scribes and the Pharisees when they would be out in public. And now Jesus talks about this a little later in the Gospel of Matthew about how they fasted and prayed and gave offerings so that it would draw attention to themselves and other people would say, my word, how good and righteous are those scribes and, and Pharisees. The disciples could have easily thought along those terms. But thankfully they did not. And th as they had a choice to, to uh, how they would be the light of the world, perhaps the temptation to be in the spotlight, to have the light turned on them, instead of letting their light shine, letting Christ shine through them. So they, they could have taken these words and used them for selfish gain and their own glory, or used them, the, what Jesus said, to focus on others. And of course, that is the direction they followed. So how can you and I be the salt of the earth and the light of the world in such a way that we don't get the glory or the attention, but that we influence others in the name of Jesus for the sake of the gospel and God is glorified. How can we use our influence? We see influencers on social media today. We may not have thousands or millions of followers but there's a them or a they uh, who, who are following us. There are, there are some really good people who are influencers doing some great things online. And then there are some who are just in it for the profit, for the glory, for the way that they can get more followers and more followers. For example, there are some who charge something like around $40,000 for product placement in their videos that, are, that go viral. There are others who, like one influencer was paid $2,000 to place a beverage in his post as he filmed the video. Another charges some $60,000 just to create a video for a company. And then there are even people out there who get paid money to say negative things about a company's competition. And that's sad. 
but we, we know that there's a lot of good, too. There's some good influences out there. So I, I consulted with my college freshman daughter, and I asked her to talk to her suite mate and to tell dad about some influencers that are doing some good stuff. And they, she, she gave me several, but one of them, and I, you, you, if you have a chance to go on TikTok and look up Keith Lee, he's doing some amazing things, and he, he does food reviews for restaurants that are struggling and uses his platform to help draw customers to businesses that otherwise would not be able to afford a marketing plan or advertising. And uh, one pizza place in Las Vegas, where he lives, uh, after she shared about them, their line was all the way down the sidewalk, and it was amazing. And then there was another food truck that had hardly any customers. And when Keith Lee made a, a post and used his influence, uh, his business began to boom. He has 10.2 million followers on TikTok and is one of the most successful influencers out there today. He's a believer in God and Jesus. And often at the end or some point in his video, uh, he will talk about giving God the glory and about his faith. There's another influencer named Anna Sitar. And uh, she has millions of followers and is advocating for mental health, wellness, and has made it acceptable to say it's okay not to be okay. She has touched the hearts of thousands and thousands of young girls and teenage girls especially. They're using their platform. You and I have a platform. How are we using our platform? Whether we have four friends, 40 friends, or 400 friends or followers on social, you and I have the opportunity to be influencers for Jesus, to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, that others might see our good deeds through our words and actions and give praise to our Heavenly Father. This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to follow Him and to be His witnesses and to use our influence in a way to point people back to Him. Let me circle back as we conclude. in eighth or ninth grade, my stepfather, who is with the Lord now, had some hypertension and some arrhythmia, and so his cardiologist put him on a no-sodium diet. Like, if my mom had to stop cooking with salt and everything, some of you know what that's like, and so we had this big canister on our table called no-salt. It's potassium chloride. It's a salt substitute, and my brother and I, we, we would put that on our food, we, we would say, this is, this is called no taste. Not no salt, this is no taste. It ain't no substitute. And we would say there is no substitute for the life-changing person of Jesus Christ. There is no substitute for us to make the world a better place than us to be his witnesses and to leverage our influence. And we cannot do that alone. 
just as a choir cannot sing as one person, a congregation cannot be his witnesses individually. It is collective. You are the light, plural. You are the salt, plural. We cannot do this work alone. Jesus has a command at the end of Matthew where he said, Go ye therefore, and it's collective, and to all the nations, and make disciples, and baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's all of us to be the salt and light. The story is told of a congregation that constructed a new sanctuary for worship. It was beautifully constructed, traditionally consistent with what you would expect with Christian architecture, practical in every way and in every detail, but they did not install any lights. There were no lights. And each family in the church was to bring a candle when they came to worship. And there were little niches built in the area where all the pews were, and they were to put their candle there, and collectively the sanctuary would be illuminated. And if one family or more wasn't there, well, their presence was known because that part of the sanctuary would not be lighted. And so we want to collectively be the people of God, his salt and his light, and use our influence to make this world a better place. Paul wrote, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And Jesus said, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father.